Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. And that means my man Patrick, the idea you're playing, playing jam songs intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who might have had a tough weekend. Um, actually, if you're a um, well, if you're a running back, it was a tough weekend. It's just, if you're a running back, times are tough. Times is hard out here. It, it, yeah, I'm not. Sometimes I feel like a running back. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who have not heard the big NFL story, and we'll get to the DeAndre Hopkins thing because that's also a big NFL story. Uh, but the biggest NFL story of the day is that we have hit the deadline um, at which you it is expired. The deadline has expired where teams who have franchise tagged players have the ability to sign them to a long-term extension within the kind of franchise tag period. Now you have to play on the franchise tag because that deadline has expired. So all the players who are on the franchise tag will play on that franchise tag. And a lot of, and those guys are running backs. Uh, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, and Josh Jacobs. How about this? They all rushed for 1,000 lar- yards last year. <laughs> None of them received an extension after being franchise tagged. Um, and I believe there's some hardball being played. Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, uh, basically, they're going to have to play on a franchise tag, but I believe the the reports are that they may refuse, yep. at least initially. I don't think they'll refuse the whole entire season, but initially they may take a stance, draw a line in the sand, and refuse to play on the franchise tag. Tony Pollard, there's nothing really come out about Tony Pollard. Not taking that. Remember, he's going to be hurt to start the year anyway, so something tells me Tony Pollard, he's just going to take that $10 million that the franchise tag has for him at the running back position. I mean, $10 million for a running back right now it's is pretty, four it's years. Really high. He's basically making what a lot of guys are going to make in four seasons. Yeah, it's in one season. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a, that's a really high number for running backs this year. Um, and you know, you could argue the Cowboys kind of have, maybe have mismanaged the running back situation because yep. uh, they're still paying Zeke. Technically, they got some dead money. And Zeke they, might oh, be Zeke. back, guys. And Zeke, it's not may. over. I'm telling you, he may. It they, is not over. They won't close the door. And I, yeah. I don't know why they won't, but they won't. Um, but the macro conversation here, because Dalvin Cook, by the way, is still out there. He has not signed to. So you got a lot of good yep. running backs out there mm-hmm. that are unwilling to, sign, to to basically take the devalued salary that they are being offered. And it is no doubt it's being devalued. So let me go, go over a couple of numbers here uh, just about the running back position and how much it has kind of dropped in value overall. So franchise tag values from 2015 to 2023. 
the running back position in 2015, $11 million franchise tag value. Uh, franchise tag value. Uh, as Patrick just pointed out, it dropped. Yeah. In that time span from 2015 to 2023, it's now at $10.1 million. 10.1. That is insane yes. considering the NFL is a, what, $17 billion a year entity? What? <laughs> Which is why it's so frustrating. That is crazy. Because every other position has gone is extre- up. experiencing, yes. of course, the, uh, inflation. the inflation of that that value because, yeah, of course, the NFL, as it grows, the salary cap grows, the revenue share grows, and, of course, you, you would assume – that high-valued positions are being mm-hmm. paid accordingly, and it shows you the running back position is not considered high-valued. The wide receiver position, franchise tag value in 2015 was 12.8, and now in 2023 it's at 19.7, so that's increased. Uh, offensive line, 12.9 in 2015 uh, was the franchise tag value, and now it's at 18.2. The only position to decrease in tag value from 2015 to 2023 uh, is the running back position. The average 2023 NFL salary for running backs is actually l- lower than kickers right now. That's the, that's the thing that really drives me nuts. I'm just, <laughs> this, you know, we were talking about collusion kickers. before. I believe there's collusion going on against the running backs. That's the frustrating part for me. Because when you look at all these guys and what they were able to do, the, the rushing titles, that used to mean something. You took pride in that. Thousand-yard seasons. Thousand-yard seasons meant something. But now they're saying, you know what, we can mix it up. We can have four guys out there, and that will equal enough of the running plays and the time for us because, you know, it started trending. Man, you don't need a one-down – I mean, um, one back. You need three backs or you need two backs. And if you need that many, you can't overpay for one. Exactly. Yeah. So frustrating. You'll admit, though, when you go look at recent – history when it comes to teams performing at a really high level and we're talking about teams you know getting to the playoffs and teams winning playoff games and winning Super Bowls they have not really needed a expensive high value running back to do it that's fair that's because if you look at the last Super Bowl participants they never really have no high valued running back it's running back by committee yeah um, uh, since 1980, since the year I was born, um, there have been uh, running backs drafted in the top 10 45 times. You know how many of those have won a Super Bowl with the team that drafted them? Are those 45 running backs drafted in the top 10 since 1980? How many of those won a Super Bowl with the team that actually drafted them? How many? Three. Three. Man. That's it. Yeah, it's hard out here. Um, for each of the league's 14 playoff teams in 2022, if you go look at you know the the teams that were paying the most to run, I don't think any of them were really paying a ton of money to running backs. Yeah. I mean, think about the playoff teams. I mean, running backs. Not Pacheco really. was the new guy with um, with the Patrick Chiefs. Mahomes. Yeah. But you got Patrick Mahomes. That's the other part of it. And yeah, no, it makes it easier. But I'm just yeah. talking about like the running back position overall. You understand why it's starting to become more and more devalued in the market. And I went, and here's another stat for you. And this is the stat that's really haunting the running back market. And it comes from this is like 20 years of you know studies and research. Right. They claim the NFL claims their research tells them that if you take running backs who have played at least four NFL seasons, and this goes all the way back to 2001. 
and they have a minimum of average of 75 carries per season and played at least four seasons. We're talking about wear and tear, damage. All right, you're 22, so you're about 26 years old, somewhere around there. All right, when you have at least four NFL seasons, you come in at 22. They say overall they see their careers peak at age 27, and then by the time they're 28, their production overall drops by 15%, 25% by the time they turn 29, and almost 40% by the time they turn 30. And there's a precipitous drop for running backs at that point. So essentially looking at running backs like a position that peaks at 27 years old. And but but nobody denies how important they are, how crucial the running back position is, how you know integral it is to your success as an offense to a franchise, and yet the, the productivity as you brought up, Harsh, doesn't matter as much. You got thousand right. yard running backs, guys who led the NFL in rushing, and yet they're still being devalued. That doesn't matter as much. Maybe it's multiplicity in your skill set. Guys like Christian McCaffrey, guys like Alvin Kamara, they're willing to pay that, but that's because you're doing two damn jobs. It's mm-hmm. like, so you actually, are you being paid your value? <laughs> right? It's like, well, it's about Patrick. We know he's underpaid. Why? Because he does like eight jobs right yeah. here. He's yeah, 13 eight. jobs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the thing. You're a running back and you're, oh, I'm a pass protection guy. Oh, I also am a receiver coming out of the backfield. Oh, I'm also a runner. I do all these different damn jobs. Like, yeah, now we'll pay you. And then we still end up getting the value there. So, I asked a question earlier, you know, say anything in our society that is essential to our way of life and yet has been devalued to that extent where although it's essential, everybody recognizes how important this profession, this job is, this service, this product, whatever. And yet it has continued to be devalued over time, over and over again, to the point now where their wages, their wages for their service is considered a bit of a joke. And teachers is the best thing I can come up with. That's the best thing I got is that they're essential. We all know how crucial they are. We now know how important they are. And we all recognize most grossly underpaid considering what they're responsible for. And that's the running back position. The it running is. backs are the teachers of the NFL. And teachers are the running backs of, of, it, our, of our economy. And <laughs> it's so ironic that you say that. And then I'm sitting here, somebody just asked, how are the jersey sales for the running back position? So I just pulled it up just from 2022, from March 1st of 2021 to February 28th of 2022. I'm looking and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling. Hmm. Nick Chubb comes in at number 15. This wow. is going back to 2022. Hmm. Nick Chubb comes in at number 15. Derrick Henry comes in at number 21. Najee Harris at number 22. Josh Jacobs, 25. And Alvin Kamara, 27. So, yes, you are very – you're right. The running back ain't selling no jerseys. Well, that's true. It's the QB mm-hmm. all the Wide time. Receivers. Wide receiver. And every once in a while – you'll get yourself a DB in but, there. But, but let's be clear. They're not Very selling few, because the team doesn't mm-hmm. market them because they want them to be workhorses, not stars. Right, Because right. if you pay them like stars, if you make them stars, then you have to pay them like stars. If you pay, if you make them a workhorse, they're just a workhorse. So the guys that you named are all the most marketable guy on that team mm. because yeah. they don't have a quarterback necessarily or their quarterback has several allegations against him in Nick Chubb's case. And, and like, there's people where it's like, well, if I'm going to buy a jersey, who am I going to get? If it's the Titans, you're buying Derrick Henry jerseys. Right. So mm-hmm. there are those guys that they're the b- biggest name. So that's the top selling jersey on that team. But I think that's the point is if you're running backs, you've got to stop being workhorse guys mm-hmm. and learn from the wide receivers and be like, wait, so they make a fool out of themselves every week. 
crying and moaning because they're not getting the ball enough. <laughs> and everyone hates them, but they sell more jerseys and they make more money than us. Mm, that's yep. Yeah. Maybe we just need to be more prima donnas and someone will take notice. Yeah. yeah Close mouth don't get fed. You're right. Robert seems complain all the time. They're not getting the ball enough. They complained about exactly. contracts. Hell, Stefan Diggs, we still don't really know what that was about. He just complained. He was like, I don't like it. I'm, uh, a, I'm upset. I'm a wide receiver. I got to do this. He's like, Drake, I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's like, what are you upset about? Man, yeah. I'm upset. But you're right. That's, I, don't, yeah, I don't know where it's going. Oh, someone wants to know the names of the three running backs. It was um, the draft that Marcus Allen did it with the Raiders in the 80s. Jamal Lewis. Finished uh, with the rookie season with the Ravens in 2000. And the other player, Reggie Bush. How about that? Yep. Yeah. Nobody remembers that, no nine, because he wasn't like a crucial part of the offense. Yeah. By then, they had kind of given up on him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he said Fournette, Jerome Bettis, Marshall Falk won titles, but they had to go to other teams to do it. Teams that would value them. And yeah, the only, and like I said, I don't Somebody know, said Emmett earlier. Was Emmett not one of those three? Um, since nineteen eighty, back to drafting in top ten. Was he drafted in top ten? Yeah. Uh, no, that's the other part. Top ten. Top ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, I said, oh, yeah, <laughs> top yeah. ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the only thing about it, I don't, I don't know where these running backs are going to go. Like I, Austin Eckler, he signed, a, he signed a short term term deal. Want to restructure things because he wants to play one season with the Chargers, prove his worth, and then go to the free, to the free market. I don't know if the free market's going to pay these guys. No, and Jonathan Taylor tweeted out, "Wow." Because he's a free agent next year, mm-hmm. exactly. and so he basically goes, "Cool, I'm getting I'm getting tagged." Most likely now, everyone's just going to non-exclusive franchise tag running backs because they're going to go. What are you going to do? We're going to pay you less. We're going to pay you even less, and we realize that no one's going to come get you. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Nobody's okay. You're right. They can play hardball. He's like, go out there, please, please go, go see yeah. what you're worth, and yeah. you're going to be very disappointed. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I really can't explain it. You guys know I love football theory. I just try to get into numbers other than. The NFL, and I, I hope they're not, you know, doing some c- collaboration behind the scenes well, about the running back position. But right now, they're not going to pay running backs. And I believe it's just now the science that they believe they have, the numbers, the analytics, and now the belief system is so strong. It's almost dogma. It's religion for them. Like, they, mm-hmm. they're not going to pay running backs. No, man, until, until a couple teams break it. But I think that's what happened with wide receivers a year ago is wide receivers all of a sudden got crazy because Jacksonville started off and a couple of our teams freaked out and had to have an offseason where there's a bunch of wide receivers. So maybe if you stack enough running backs, then there will be an offseason and a couple people overspend. It resets the market. But I think we're seeing with the DeAndre Hopkins that the wide receiver market is about to plateau and drop a ton because DeAndre Hopkins' contract sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I thought he he got a worse deal than Odell Beckham. I thought he at least get yes. better than Odell Beckham, and, and, he, I, and I get the old Odell Beckham deal. I get he's getting older, but come on. Yeah. He is a better wide receiver than, I like what, fifty guys that are paid better than him. Thirty it's, guys that are paid better. Than, hey, but he was he had an opportunity to go where he wanted to. He could have got more. Well, I don't know if he could have got more money, but he would have. The Patriots weren't coming off a bunch I think of money. He was going to the place with the most money. I think he could have went yeah. somewhere and been a contender. I think this is the place that's that was offering the, the most money. money. Yeah. yeah, I do. Uh, Which, for, if that tells you, that's the most money they're offering for a wide receiver right now. That is a, a I mean, was a wide receiver one last year. Mm-hmm. Does that not tell you that they think they're going to try and reset wide receivers now and go, hey man, don't pay wide receiver. Hey league. Don't pay anyone but quarterbacks. And the entire plan for every single franchise is going to be get a franchise quarterback. And if you get Patrick Mahomes, then you win Super Bowls. And if you don't, a couple years later, try and get another Patrick Mahomes. And if you don't, try a couple years later get another Patrick Mahomes. But that's basically the game plan. 
And I, I think Dallas is doing it right of at least build up on defense. Yeah. But it seems to be now it's like you pay edge rushers, you pay offensive linemen, and you pay quarterbacks. Well, you pay premium positions or yeah. revolve around the passing game. The, the, the key is the reason it won't happen to wide receivers is because they, they're closely linked to the passing game success. So you just you know I mean yeah. so they can they can play hardball and the running backs can't really play hardball because of their shelf life. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why running Robert Stevens like eh, go ahead go I got something like thirty three I'm good like I'll I'll, yeah. I'll make my money I'll sign <laughs> two con two or three contracts running backs you may not get a second big contract. Yeah, hey, that's the world we're in now. So your shelf life running back is it has the shortest shelf life of any skill position or any position other than I think any position. Period. Actually, mm-hmm. I should say it has a shorter shelf life than any position. And wide receiver, I think for those guys, not only a longer shelf life, but they're the quarterback's friend. Yeah, QBs go into the negotiating room and go, "I need that guy." Yeah. I need that guy. They don't ever do that with running backs. No quarterback ever goes into right and they go. I need that guy that I can hand the ball to. I need that. I, I need that guy to take away my stats, take my yards away. Yeah, good I need point. that. No, no, they go. I need that guy that's blocking for me. I want that guy, and I want that guy I'm throwing to. They never go to bad for the running back ever. Yeah. They yeah, don't, and I don't know true. why they. If they did, this would not be happening. That's true, right? Because some some quarterback would go. I need that running back. I need him. If you don't get him. Man, yeah, it's gonna honestly, be a tough look. Exactly. He's like, I don't even know if I, I can yeah. stick stick around here. You need to get that running back. No, you know yeah, you what they get do that, that running back because it opens up everything for exactly. me downfield. But I don't like. I don't, why do they not think <laughs> that way at least and go, hey man, if we get a running back, we get a good running back, and we get a good run game, it opens everything up and we'll get all these big plays and all this other. I don't. It just all seems so short sighted at a certain point, and I get it works sometimes, but it it feels like if you don't have a top three quarterback. You should probably pay a running back a little bit of money. Yeah. Because your guys, the, Giants. the, the gap between like the fourth best quarterback and the sixth best quarterback is monumental. And I, I don't think people think of that ja- that jump between quarterbacks as That's big a as good it is. Point. Hey, Nate makes a good point here. Did, did Dak go to bat for Zeke? Oh, you know he did. And that was stupid. Did you have to go to bat for Zeke? But see, that was a bad move, though. Think about what it did for the. You went to bat for your boy because it helped you relationship with your boy. But what did it do for the team? What did it do for the team? What did it do be, for the team? It's it going to be enough to come it back. It was terrible for the team. Yeah. It, that, so maybe you're right, Nate. Maybe Dak did do that because him and Zach, him and Zeke are really close. But did he need to? No. He loves Zeke. And by the way, Zeke, remember, Zeke skipped the line. He yeah. did. That's Zeke the thing that bothered me Zeke the most. should have waited. That is the thing by the way, that set this all up to go where Dak looks like the bad guy because he got his money is because Zeke jumped in front of the line I, let's, because let's they be, were processed. Because remember, they were drafted the same year. Mm-hmm. They were, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Zeke, maybe he went to a fortune teller. He realized he had to jump that line. He's like, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey. Great hey, point. <laughs> Great point, Patrick. The line ain't going to be Great here when I get there. Great point. Hey, you know what? The club's right. closing. He went, to, he went to the Biggs magician. That's true. He tried to go. He went to Big where he went to fill out that Ouija board. It <laughs> was like, you're going to be younger. But it's got to be now. You got to. Know what? Maybe Dak. That's maybe that's why Dak is yeah. is truly like, hey man, that's my best my BFF. I love it because I told Dak to really like Dak. I need to go now, bro. That's that a running back market point, is Patrick. about to fall off a cliff. Maybe he saw yeah. the writing on his 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 agent was an analytics guy and said, <laughs> "Look, man, we're gonna have to jump this line right now. Dak gonna get his because they always gonna play the quarterback. Don't yeah, worry about your boy Dak. going up. Running but back, I was saying back then he was he was one of the last ones to still be paid, right? Yeah, he was one of the but last he knew the ones time to get his because money because it wasn't his time. 
Well, yeah, he knew, but you know what? To Captain's Captain's point, man, you got something. You got to take care of you. You got to look out. You got to look out for yourself, especially if you're a running back, man. You're a running back. Look out for yourself. I'm Uh, with you on that, man. Running backs need to strike, like the teachers have done. Yep. Someone said nurses also are being underpaid and they're and they're essential. So I'll 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 go to bat for the nurses, no doubt. They're Uh, definitely hard to find right now. Yeah, there's some professions in our uh, in our society now that have been devalued, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why because they're essential. And they're so important, but yet we, in terms of wages and compensation, they have become devalued. And that's yeah. the running back position. How about it? And this is the irony of the whole thing. The irony of the whole thing is this. The NFL now, this past season, is more of a running league than it's ever been. Teams ran for 121.6 yards per game last season. Highest average since 1987. You know why? Running the ball is becoming more efficient. The average carry last year. Went from four and a half yards per carry. That's the highest average in NFL history. And I've been saying this for a while. It's the same path. And actually, Blackstone predicted this years ago. Same path the Big 12 took. The Big 12 is now a running league, right? It's a mm-hmm. running league. It's like, hey, man, why is the Big 12 a running league? It's a running league that cross-dresses as a passing league. Same thing happened. When Texas, with basically Texas Tech, with Mike Leach, essentially terraformed the Big 12 and turned it into a passing league, a souped-up, all right, pace in space, Hyper vertical passing league. Every defense in the Big 12 had the same reaction. They freaked out and they said, We're dropping our safeties. There's no way we're going to get beat on these big passes deep down the field. We got all these really elite quarterbacks in the Big 12 now, where you're talking about Patrick Mahomes or Baker Mayfield, elite offensive minds like Lincoln Riley. And hell, at the time, people were talking about Matt Campbell getting NFL offers and stuff like that, right? It was the most elite offensive conference in all of college football, whether you're talking about personnel or you're talking about scheme and coaching. And as a result, all the defense just kind of freaked out and panicked. They just dropped their safeties to the point where not only did they put more too deep safety looks out there, they put three deep safety looks. Go as Iowa State would popularize the three high safety look. And what did they do? Force defense or force offenses to go underneath. You're not going to beat us deep. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be throwing verticals down the field and beating us with these haymakers. You want to march down the field, all right, one play at a time, 13 play drives, and you want to run the damn ball. Why would they run the ball? Because well, they have the numbers. We're backing the safety up. That means the offense will always have numbers in the box. And if you're a smart offense, you work smarter, not harder. If they're going to give you the numbers, in the running game, take the numbers. Why would you force? Uh, I know Coach Steven does it at mm-hmm. times, but why would you force a deep pass into double coverage with deep safeties? And, and now that's to a broken hand, exactly right. <laughs> but and that's why the, the Big Twelve now is a running league, cross dressing as a passing league. It'll mm-hmm. flip again. Why? Because football's cyclical, like a lot of things, like fashion and like a lot of other stuff. So now that the teams are running. Defense are going, well, i got to put guys in the box to stop the run. You're going to put extra guys in the box to stop the run. You're going to go back to single high safety looks, and the offense will have the numbers advantage in the passing game instead of the running game. And it'll just flip. We'll go through the cycle over and over and over and over again. The NFL is going through the same thing. Remember the, the NFL became a passing league before it became a, a Big 12 type league. Remember, like, oh, the NFL looks like the Big 12 because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's lighting up scoreboards. Jared Goff with the Rams lighting up scoreboards. Yep. I got Jalen Hurts, and it, it drafted Baker Mayfield. It became a league that was actually – the personnel of the Big 12, not only the schemes, were trickling up to the big, to the NFL. So what, what happened to the NFL? What happened? What happened? Same thing. Same thing happened. They dropped all their safeties back. They ran a lot of two-deep safeties. And what happened? Patrick Mahomes, the most prolific deep-passing quarterback in all the NFL. What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? Had one, one 20-plus-yard passing touchdown last season. One. 
And he threw more deep passing touchdowns than any quarterback in the NFL. Why? Well, because I'm working smarter, not harder. They're dropping back the safeties deep. We got the numbers advantage underneath. We're just going to check it down. We're just going to throw the, the crossing routes underneath and go focus on the yak daddies. And do you know that Patrick Mahomes this past season had the lowest yards per attempt on touchdown passes? The lowest. Lowest yards per attempt and your lowest yards per completion on touchdown passes. It was, it was less than five yards. Quick game, quick game, quick game. Yeah, because they're dropping the safeties. If you don't have the numbers in the box, you got the numbers somewhere else. So it's just simple. Like, it ain't rocket science. So you're right. The NFL will regret this decision somewhat because the running game now is making a comeback. Yeah. Because you need it. Because everybody's dropping the safeties back, and they're not just going to let you throw it deep on them all the time. It is the same cycle of the Big 12 ecosystem. It's it's just football. So. They're going through it right now in the NFL. So can we please go back and sign running backs and let them have their money? You can, but the NFL is basically saying I know, I know. We, don't, we don't need a high-priced running back to do it. Now, we're going to run more, yep. but we're not going to use high-priced running backs to do it. Don't do it. I we're going to get it. cheaper running backs in the draft and cheaper running backs overall to do it, or running backs that have been devalued via the free agent market. Mm-hmm. I'm not ever saying the running back value will increase again unless quarterbacks basically start vouching for them. I'm just saying the running game itself will be important. No doubt. The running game matters. Running backs, no. Running game, yes. It's like education matters, but y'all don't want to pay teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like education is important. It's like healthcare is important. We need healthcare. Health care. Yeah, I was talking about that. Are you going to pay nurses? No nurses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing. It's like yep. running game is important. We need the running game. What about running back? Screw them. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. what? Well, well, you said running game is important. Yeah, it's important. We need the running game to work for the offense to work. We got to pay running back. Hell no, we ain't paying them a damn thing. It's like, okay, well, I'm a little confused. And that's, this is the, you know, the cycle we go through yep, over and no over doubt. again. No doubt. So to me, that's basically what the running back position is going through right now. That's why they feel so slighted and so hurt. They're like, dude, we're running it more than ever, actually. We're running it. We're running it a lot. Nope. But they don't value the actual person that is doing the running. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. They, 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 they are looking at it totally different, and it's a little disappointing, but. It is what it is, and that's how we deal with this stuff, man. Someone says Bijan's going to change all that. He may, but Bijan's just going to be another version of Debo Samuel, except the running back version of Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll help, it'll help him, but the NFL's not going to change the way they do business. They're not going to change the franchise tag to go, all right, now we have a hybrid position. We got a running back, Robert Zero, and if you're a hybrid, you make this one. They don't do that. Yep. That's been tested by Jimmy Graham tested it. Who else tested it? Le'Veon Bell tried to test it. A lot of guys tried to change that. They're not changing that. The NFL is not. The NFL is a part of this too, but the weakest players' association in American pro sports is probably the biggest culprit. They're the biggest. They're, to me, that's who you blame. Yeah, the players' association for the NFL. This is criminal. What's going on? And uh, the CBA uh, needs to be extended in 2030. So, if you want a timeline of when anything can be done about the wording or anything in the collective bargaining agreement between players and owners, 2030. So it's not changing anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not changing. No, honestly, I, I don't like see you a way said, out. This of it. is the worst yeah. that you could possibly have, right? Yeah. This is the worst. Uh, okay, we come back. We'll continue the NFL discussion. We got to talk about DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans, and we also got to talk about Dak Prescott saying he's not going to be throwing double digit interceptions anymore. We'll get into all of that and more right here on Ball. Don't lie on the phone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, well, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I want to continue our NFL discussion here. We were talking about some NFL topics. Uh, and Dak Prescott is back in the news, speaking of NFL topics. And um, he said recently that he is not going to repeat his uh, 15 interception performance from last season where he led the NFL in picks. He said, quote, um, we are a <laughs> – he said, basically, uh, I know who I am, and you can go back and take away half of those drops. I'm not saying it's on the receiver, but if you cut that in half, then we start talking about those. Nobody is talking about it. Um, Facts. Yeah. So, basically, Dak is saying. Where to go, Dak? <laughs> Got me believing, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, he said, basically, we're a talking point this season because of that. As you find something to talk about, that's the first thing to go to is – Dak Prescott's interceptions. And I've said this before, Dak Prescott, and I know, yeah, threw a lot of interceptions, but his interception rate, and I I went and pulled the stats because I remember, and I was like, Dak actually was one of the most, you know, conservative quarterbacks in terms yeah, of was turnover rate. Yeah. yeah, he was a he was a low risk, high reward quarterback for most of his career. Um, and last year, I'll admit, he was high risk and high reward. His 1.7% interception rate over the first six years of his career would rank fifth best all time, just ahead of Tom Brady. Um, so he, yeah, yet I will admit, last year was that was bad for last season for Dak. He was a little off, but he that's not that's not been his you know usual habits as a quarterback. He's usually pretty responsible with the football and does a great job taking care of the football. His career interception rate now uh, is tied for eighth among quarterbacks. Um, And that's still pretty damn good. If you're talking about just active starting quarterbacks, eighth among active starting quarterbacks. And he's tied with Joe Burrow and better than Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. So, yeah. That's why I tell people, man, relax. And great point, Nate. He had a metal plate put in his thumb. Yeah, I wouldn't freak out about the interceptions. I'm not. I'm not. I really – you guys know I'd let you know if I was freaking out about it. I could be, and by the way, if he, if he has double-digit interceptions next season or 15 or something like that, right. then I think then we should – a problem. Yeah, we should get into it. But like I said, from 2016 to 2021, he had the fifth lowest interception rate in the league. Guy just had an off year. I think we all have had it off years. It was real off. It was, it was real was off. really off. No, no doubt. No, Dak, yeah. it was way off. I do think you can help Dak out with a lot of – Different cheat codes. I've talked about this. Remember, he threw 15 interceptions, and I think he had two in the playoffs, so 17 total. Uh, but 11 of those uh, 15 in the regular season were on situations with at least 10 yards to gain to get the first down. All right? Mm-hmm. 10 plus yards to gain to get the first down. And eight were on third and long. So basically, more than half of your interceptions in the regular season were on third and long. And 11 of the 15 were on with 10 plus yards to go. To get a first down. Yep. 
So I think cleaning up some things like that, just making it easier on Dak, that'll be big. But also the running game's got to work. And we talked about how Cowboys right now may not have a bell cow running back that they trust. And you got a new play caller yep. in Mike McCarthy. That's going to be something for Dak. That's and also, Schottenheimer. And Schottenheimer. Yeah. How about this little nugget, too, to add to that, how tough it was on Dak? He, 43, basically damn near 44% of the Cowboys' third downs were third and long last season. Right. Damn near 44% of their third downs were third and long. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Dak threw nine interceptions versus zone coverage. So, I mean, I think some of, the, some of these interceptions are things I, I do think the Cowboys can clean up with just strategic, tactical adjustments. Right. The play calling. But we'll we'll see if Dak continues that. He says he's not going to be that kind of Dak and not a turnover-prone quarterback. I tend to believe him because I've been a Dak fan for a while, and he hasn't really been that guy. Yeah, I have to fight for him every day. You do got to fight for Dak. I fight strong for You're him have every to day. Fight for Dak. <laughs> uh, all right, DeAndre Hopkins, real quick uh, as well. He had he signed a deal with the Tennessee Titans, and a lot of I was I, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little surprised that he didn't get more money in this deal. Uh, and essentially, it's an incentive laden deal for DeAndre Hopkins too. So it's a twenty is two years, twenty six million dollars, um, and he'll get twelve million dollars base in year one, and he can get fifteen million with incentives. The incentives are receptions. He goes from if he gets sixty five receptions, two hundred fifty k bonus or extra, uh, to if he gets ninety five, it's a million dollars, and that happens with the yards and also touchdowns. Very incentive based. So he could end up making fifteen million dollars, but he'd have to have at least 95 receptions, at least 1,050 yards receiving, and at least uh, 10 touchdowns to get the $15 million. And I don't think he's going to do that. You don't? No. Okay. I don't know if he's going to. Because I don't think the, the – char- the, sorry, the Chargers. The offense of the Titans is built that way. Correct. I don't think it's – I would give that to right? you. It's just not built Who's for that kind of – Tannehill. No, no, but but they drafted two quarterbacks Will last year. Well, they're Will about Levis. to they're about to cut Malik Will Willis. Levis. Yeah, he's we'll, gonna he's not gonna be there. Levis is the guy. Yeah, Levis will be there. He's that new quarterback too. I don't know if that. But I will say this about Dan Hopkins. You know, I, I always call him Spanks. Like he he can take an ugly, <laughs> misshapen, just yep. bad built, unattractive quarterback and make him look sexy. That's he's he's basically NFL version of Spanks. He did it with the Texans for years. Yes, he did. We know that with the Shab Job, Matt Shab, and oh man, you go all of his quarterbacks on all and of on. It. Ryan Mallett, uh, Ryan Peter, Ryan Fitz, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick was yeah, over there. Yeah, oh, he had a bunch of them. I won't even go through all. Savage, right? Oh, Savage, another one. Savage. He was Just, a savage. They were, no, he was not. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was not. No, not in a good way. Not like that. <laughs> so my thing, he was productive. Like with all, Now, that was, a, that was a different era, though. I mean, he's going to be 31 years old. So that yeah. was a few years ago. He hasn't played a full season of football in two years. Yeah. For whatever reason. Suspensions, mm, injuries, yeah. whatever. Mm. So that's a concern. Do we, have faith, do, do we have faith that this experiment will work? DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans? I, I do. Mean, what, what do you? What is I do. the definition of work? Yes, yeah. a good question. Um, I do. Can, will it make them a contender to win a division? Like now, does this change their division hopes to no. win a division? No, I don't think so either. No. Because because are they close to the Jaguars? No, not in my opinion. I don't so, think anybody I think, is. I at think this they point. they may be. It may be in the bottom three teams. They may be. It maybe helps them be second, but I don't know if any one of those teams like the Colts have the best shot to 
turn around their luck quickest because their last season seemed more like an anomaly, right? It does seem like it was an anomaly. It it could be that, yeah, they're just bad Mm. now and nothing works and Anthony Richardson isn't ready to go Mm. year one. All those things could be true. Or Anthony Richardson could be ready to go year one. That that team could have just been completely lost last year and they still have a lot of talent on that team. Defense could step back up and they could be competing for it. Houston, I mean – we're just trying not to be the worst team in the Exactly. You're just, just trying to be <laughs> yeah. like fifth from the bottom and up. Exactly. Like that's really where Houston. So Tennessee could be third <laughs> with right. this, but it doesn't because again, yeah. when I say the quarterback, I don't see a single quarterback on that roster that makes me think, boy, the wide receivers are the problem. Right. I agree with this. Yeah. I, I well remember yeah. they got rid of Brown too. He just AJ Brown. Well, that's what got the GM fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how they traded him. Yeah, because uh, now yeah. you're paying a wide receiver and you got rid of one. I mean, I mean, what are we they're, doing? They're paying him a lot less. I think I do understand that, but still, you had a good wide receiver that you could build around. No, and they got Traylon Burks, whose whose uh, comps is AJ Brown. But I was never a fan. I, I think that's a terrible. Well, he's not as explosive as no AJ Brown. No, he's is. not. He's physical, it's, but not as explosive. Yeah. So yeah. that's but that's where they think that he could take a step in his sophomore season. So they, I mean, like their wide receiver court could be better. I mean, if Derrick Henry, is he going to be able to play all the games this year, or is he going to continue to have injury problems? I think the Jacks might run away with this division. Yep. It, it's it's going to be, is Anthony Richardson ready to go? Yep. And you know what I, I will say about that, though? Shane Steichen, go look at his record with quarterbacks. Yeah. He basically has been with two quarterbacks. That's Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts. Right. And both of those guys look pretty damn good once he got done with them. And so we'll see if he can have that effect on Anthony Richardson. That's scary because that because you have Jonathan Taylor, who's one of the best running backs yeah. in the league. If if, John, if Anthony Richardson is ahead of schedule or even can take the league by storm, like they haven't caught up with how he's going to use him, that could be scary. That could, that could yep. actually be a real factor in that division. All right, so uh, there you go. Hopkins has a new home, and he wanted. He said he wanted big money. I'd if I was Hopkins and taking that deal, I'd have seen if. Man, I'm like, hey, Chiefs or Dolphins, can y'all do something for me? Like right. another yeah. a contender. Because that, to me. Wait, would you rather go to the Chiefs for 10 a year in incentives exactly. than or the Titans for 12 in incentives? And I get it. $2 I would have definitely went to I, Kansas City. I, yeah. I, I get, all of us <laughs> would take $2 million and go wherever. Yeah. But for him, it's like the amount of money and then endorsements, everything else. Like you're playing more games in the playoffs. You're just. Yeah. He wanted you, to be a number one, I think, too. I well, think that mattered a deal. to him. And a two-year deal with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. it's like, dude, you want to be a number one. You're you number, want, first of all, you're number one in Kansas City. That don't have another true. wide receiver. I get yeah. Travis Kelsey is technically yeah. the number one. Yeah. But number one wide receiver, Technically, that would be you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that mattered to him. to be like the uh, build the offense around me kind of mattered. I'm with you. I, I don't but think I, he's that guy anymore, but he, thinks, he still thinks he's I, that I, guy. I don't care if you're that guy. Do you really want to play with Bad quarterbacks. But Ryan Tannehill, yeah, apparently. Ryan you want to play with does. you want to play with Ryan Tannehill, who they've been trying to replace for two seasons straight and can't get it right, or the guy that everyone in the NFL decided wasn't a first round pick. This is true. Or, or yeah, I'm look, he you. may be good. It may come back. Like we know that there's stories of that, but everyone seemed to. He, no one thinks he's going to be good this season. Yeah. Like I said, Hopkins can make something really ugly and really bad look good. He's done it before. Well, this, he do it hey, I, think he's a, I think he's an old Spanx. <laughs> <laughs> got some pots they sticking rip, out of it. Got to rip it on the side yeah. of the glove handles. <laughs> no. That's true. A little smelly. All right, we'll come back. We'll get a little off the record on the other side. Right here on Baldo Loud, Waterford Outdoor. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 
Time for a little off the record on a smooth soul Monday. Uh, that's my man Patrick, the idillionaire, playing songs intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans out there who might have a tough weekend. Well, the toughest weekend for uh, sports fans might be running backs at this point or any fan of the running back position. Because they are um, they're not getting paid. They are not. Uh, three of them currently on the franchise tag rushed for 1,000 yards last season, and they will be playing on the franchise tag because they were not offered uh, They were not long-term extensions. Um, Hards, now we do have some proof that there may be some solidarity happening with the running backs now around yeah. the league. Yeah, Derrick Henry came out and tweeted 52 minutes ago. He said, at this point, kind of our conversation, at this point, just take the running back position out of the game then. Hmm. The ones that really want to be great and work as hard as we do every single day to give, uh, give their all to the organization it just seems like it doesn't even matter. I'm with every running back fighting against this. And then Najee Harris said, I agree with my running back brothers around the NFL. History will show that you need running backs to win. We set the tone every game and run through walls for our team and lead in many ways. This notion that we deserve less is a joke. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad, I'm glad they're at least communicating. All the running backs need to be on the same page. Solidarity, man. But then to the point that we were making just a little while ago, my man Aaron uh, Little over at Orange Bloods, he put out Super Bowl champs in 2015, LeGarrette Blunt. In 2016, C.J. Anderson. Yeah. 17 and 18, mm. LeGarrette Blunt. I did not realize LeGarrette Blunt won three championships already. Uh, Sony Michelle, Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, and last year's star, Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. So it yep. goes back to our other conversation that you just, right now, that's not the position to be playing. It's if you just, really want that money. Yeah, they just. I, if I, you really want that money. Yeah, and I, I know the guys are passionate, and um, they, they make a great case. They're making valid points. I don't see how they reverse the trend. Yeah. Of the running it's going to be real hard. Being devalued. But it says right now Saquon Barkley, you know, he's, yep. he's going to hope now hold out. I guess he's not going to play on the franchise tag yep. for now. Yeah. I do think yeah, for ultimately, now. yeah, he'll have to fold on that too because man, most to get paid. And he's a running back, he's got a short shelf life. He does have a short shelf life. Gotta get the bread while you can. Uh yeah. So anyway, we'll get back to uh NFL conversation. There are a lot of uh NFL topics out there. We come back though, we'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian, Curtis our friends at uh uh Jeff Howard Horns twenty four seven, my man Craig Way on Light the Tower. Uh they actually had some sound because they were down at the Texas High School Football Coaches Convention. They got some sound from Steve Sarkeesian, so we'll play some more of that audio. Also, uh we'll hear from Greg we'll hear from Greg Sankey, but we'll talk about Greg Sankey's comments that also uh, defended Oklahoma, but really uh, opposed one of the viewpoints or one of the ideas from Brett Yarmark, the Big 12 commissioner, doing Big 12 media day. So we'll get into that. We'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk some Texas football right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.